Welcome to the J.P. Shadrick Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 16th. The Jags are headed to Foxborough this Sunday, and they'll face the defending world champion New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Today, a final look at the Jags win over the Steelers. We'll get in the locker room to hear from some of the guys after the game and the celebration Sunday night in Jacksonville, and then on Monday in the Jaguars' locker room as well. And finally, a little perspective on what this playoff run means with Dan Hicken. He's been on television in Jacksonville for over 30 years. Let's start off with a final look at last week's win over the Steelers. 45-42 the final up at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. The Jags' offense answered every surge by the Steelers with a drive of their own late in the game, and the Jaguars never trailed. The offensive line was a real key for this. They set the tone in the opening drive of the day. They got push-up front in the run game all day long, and they kept Blake Bortles upright, no sacks, for the best sacking defense in the league in the Steelers. After the game Sunday, Bortles explained that the plan was clear. We felt like we were confident in what we did last time against them. Uh, we took some of that plan and mixed it with some other stuff um, and felt really good with it coming in. We knew we were going to be downhill in some big personnel packages, and we were going to have to make some plays off the play action uh, in the pass game. And it kind of, you know, there were some bumps um, in the middle and throughout, but, you know, we talked about it all week long. It's a long 60 a game, you know, and you know, with with Ben on the other side, they're going to score points with the playmakers they got. They're going to do some stuff. So, um, you know, I thought everybody handled it extremely well, um, stayed level-headed, and kind of continued to just keep grinding. So, what about all the haters hating in the lead up to the game, Blake? I really don't care. I could care less what what anybody in here says about me or what anybody in the world says about me. You know, I, I enjoy going to work every day with the guys in that locker room and the coaching staff. I enjoy um, everything we do, and this is the type of stuff you dream of: is getting opportunities to play in games like this. Um, you know, so I think to come here and be able to do that against a good team in Pittsburgh, you know, it, it'll never change for me. I don't think. Um, I mean, I, I think talking to that, everybody's in the NFL here. Uh, it's the highest level of football there is in the world, you know. So I think it's tough to, to 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 say, you know, somebody's not a good player, or somebody's trash, or somebody's this or somebody's that. I mean, I mean, it's the best in the world. Everybody's a professional football player and, and getting an opportunity to do it for a living. So I think, um, you know, I'll always be respectful of everybody we play, and no matter what. That's Blake Bortles taking the high road, but his teammates, well, they're ready to give it back to the critics, especially other players in the league that have taken verbal jabs at the Jags quarterback over the last few months. First Coast News was in the locker room after the game in Pittsburgh speaking with Calais Campbell about Bortles' day when, yes, Malik Jackson chimed in. He's a great leader. You know, he loves the game. He makes everybody prepared. And every time he's going out there, he's a true competitor. You know, he has a lot of heart. And um, people can down him all they want to, but we know what he can do, and he proved it today. He's a dog. I want to know what Jarrell Casey has to say about him choking in big moments. Why you sit at home and watch us next week? Another big piece of this game, according to the Jags, was the so-called disrespect shown by the Steelers leading up to the matchup. Mike Mitchell had said weeks ago that he wanted to see the Patriots again. Le'Veon Bell threw a tweet out there Saturday before the game that he was looking forward to the rematch. And for linebacker Miles Jack, easy added motivation. I think you could see it in that first drive when we came out there. We, we were definitely letting them know what type of time it's going to be for the, for the rest of the game. We, we didn't – we don't – you can't overlook us, man. I think that's what we took it as disrespect that they were already looking ahead to next week while while we were focusing on them. So um, it's, it's definitely good to get the win, man, and um, I'm excited. So after the Jags knocked off the Steelers, the city of Jacksonville, SMG, and the Jags opened Everbank Field, and thousands of Jaguars fans came downtown to wait on the team's arrival from the airport. The gates opened at 6.30, and by the time the team arrived after 9 p.m., the entire West Club and Southwest corner of the lower bowl was filled. 
Fans were kept entertained with the end of the NFC Divisional game, that Vikings wild win over the Saints. And then highlights from the Jags win in Pittsburgh. The roar of the Jaguars performed. The D-line was also out there. The team plane flew nearby Everbank Field on its final approach. The place went nuts. They saw it overhead. And we had live video of the team leaving the plane and riding the bus toward Everbank Field. Once they arrived at that raucous ovation, Doug Marone, Telvin Smith, Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, Leonard Fournette, Mercedes Lewis... They all took the microphone and gave us some memorable lines. The most memorable and most notable, Jalen Ramsey. He set the Twitter sphere on fire with his short but sweet comments. Duval! I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl and we going to win that bitch. Duval! That set the tone for the week ahead, of course. And as always, when someone on the team says something, the team seems to rally around them. Expect nothing different this week as we head towards Sunday's game. Now into the Monday locker room, the first availability of the week. The big question, how to slow down the Patriots offense and GOAT quarterback Tom Brady. Marcel Darius has the most experience against Brady with all those meetings against him with the Bills. And for the Jags defensive tackle... You just have to stay after it. Uh, you can hit Brady, you can hit Brady, but hitting him isn't what's going to get to him. Is constantly being that net in his face. He just hates that net, just always around. Somebody's always on his feet. O-lineman is always in his face. Sacking him is not, is not one thing that really gets to him, is being that net. But you sack him, he's just going to... He's going to get up and just keep rolling. He's just he's that competitive spirit, like, okay, you got me. Now I'm going to go throw this touchdown next play, 40 yards. <laughs> there will be a lot of questions about how to cover Rob Gronkowski this week. Head coach Doug Marone on Monday gave his thoughts on the matter in this exchange with the media. How do you defend Gronk? I don't know if you can. Uh, what makes it such a unique matchup? Um, sides, catch radius. I mean, everything that you see on tape, really. You know, everyone has ways to... to to do things, you know what I'm saying, within their systems, you know, what they have to do. So, you know, it's like I said, it's just, you know, it's a challenge. I don't I don't think anyone's really figured it out yet. I mean, the guy is, you know, out, outstanding in, in, in that position. And, um, you know, he's, he's always been productive. That's why he's going to go down as probably one of the best tight ends that's ever played. Could Jalen match up with him? I don't know. I've never seen him on him. A little bit of Belichick coming out of Marone this week ahead of the Patriots matchup. Expect more of that as we move ahead from Doug Marone. Now to a little perspective on how this Jags playoff run compares to some of the playoff runs of the past. Dan Hicken of Action News Jacksonville and 1010XL Radio, he's been in the market on TV for over 30 years, and he's seen it all from the beginning. Good to see you, Hick. What's up, man? Hey, JP. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be along. What a great time. It's an unbelievable time. Yeah. The Jags are in the AFC Championship game. Who would have thought this in July when training camp started? Not me. I mean, I, even August. I mean, let's go back to uh, Blake Bortles might be losing his job. Let's go back to the discussion of are, are they going to cut him, and he comes back and he's 2-0 and in the postseason, played an unbelievable football game against the Steelers. Uh, just happy for him and – the organization, and most importantly, the fans. I mean, they've been through so much around here. And having been here covering this team for all 23 years, it's been 
it's great to see them back where where they belong. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to go to Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. I can't tell you. <laughs> it really does. I mean, so 96 season, 99 yes. season AFC Championship yeah. uh, game appearances, two losses, of course. Mm-hmm. This is a, quite a foe this week of the New England Patriots. Yes. So can you compare those three? You can. I mean, look, it was so new to us all in 96. I mean, we didn't expect it like this year. 99, we, were, we the Jags were a great team. Everybody thought they were going to. I mean, when the Jags beat the Dolphins 62-7, to I would have bet bottom. There was no way Tennessee was going to beat us three times. No way they were going to beat us three times. And we were, and we came out smoking, and it was great. And then it all fell apart, started coming apart at the half, and it all fell apart in the second half, and we were all stunned. But 96, to me, is a lot like this year and just in terms of surprise. Look, it's hard to beat the Denver win in 96. That was one of the – points-wise, the greatest upset in NFL history. But Sunday's win against the Steelers comes awfully close. I mean, again, to go up there and beat a team that was favored to beat you and has a Hall of Fame quarterback, the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, uh, Le'Veon Bell as well at running back, and to do it where they score 42 points and you outscore them, man, that's – that's amazing. So I think the 96 and the 2017 are more comparable than the 99 team. But what I hope is going to happen is that with Marone and Tom and Dave Caldwell, that these guys are building now a team that, like the 96 team, kicked off a 96, 97, 98, 99 playoff run. That's what we want to see. Get in that tournament every year. No doubt about that. Right? Dan, yeah. Dan Hicken from Action News Jacks, 1010XL Radio with us. Nathaniel Hackett's play calling in Woo! the game on Sunday. He was under the gun a little bit after the Bills game. At uh, least what are we fans. doing here? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. That changed in a hurry. Uh, brilliant. I, I'm not an X's and O's guy, okay? But I always look at it like, oh, I didn't think, oh, what a great, oh. And the one to Bohannon was, uh, you know, to me, play call of the year. Um, the first drive was magnificent. Uh Koyak, O'Shaughnessy, just guys getting balls in different spots that make you, you know, shake your head. And what can you say about what he did? And good for him. And listen, again, in terms of building something, uh, Bortles' second year in the system, Hackett, to me, is a young coach, but had a heck of a game. Heck of a game on Sunday. And he had the quarterback that, that came through and played well, too. Man. He's not going to light it up statistically. No, that's not what that's he needs fine. to do. That's fine. That's fine. What he did, listen, aren't they 10-0 and 0 in games he doesn't turn the ball over? Yeah. So we'll take he, that. he didn't turn the ball over, right? And I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you my favorite Blake Bortles play from yesterday, or from Sunday. It's a third down, big play, second half, goes back to pass, scouring the field, scouring the field. At the last second, turns to the left, turns his body, sees T.J. Yeldon, fires a dart, a beautiful zip pass, hits him in stride. It wasn't like a long pass or anything. And Yeldon goes 40-plus. And I thought, man, oh, man, now there is a sign of progression, right? There is a sign of a quarterback who looked for one guy, looked for another guy, looked for and came back to yield, and that was a fantastic play. And there were a bunch of those. Sure. He had a lot of those third down, move those change plays that, you know, that just, I mean, kudos to him. He ran the ball hard like he has. I mean, he did everything he could to win the football game, and, and he won it, and he's 2-0 in the postseason. What more can you say? Blake the Snake. Blake the Snake. 
It's a new nickname. Let's run with it. <laughs> this defense, uh, you know, it's, it's led by a, a group of players that have been around the league for a bit. The free agent additions the last couple of years. Yeah. Calais Campbell here now, of course, Malik Jackson. Uh, and then you got the younger, kind of brash players on this team, like a Telvin Smith, who's in a second contract. Right. right. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, right. they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to win this B. He yeah. said that in front of, yeah. the, stand, in front of the, the crowd the other night. So it's an interesting mix of guys on this defense especially, right? Right. Like veteran guys and young guys that like to talk. And I think, too, you know, obviously Calais is kind of the missing piece, you know, bringing him in and for what he brings to this football team on the field and off it. And I think Malik's continued emergence. And you know what? Getting Marcel Darius – push Malik and he's admitted that to be a better football player um those guys uh this is a championship defense now on Sunday against Pittsburgh the Hall of Fame quarterback made some unbelievable throws to the best receiver in the NFL and I mean A.J. Boye was draped on the kid and he still made the catches uh Le'Veon Bell's catch was a Beautiful throw and catch. Telvin Smith was with him stride for stride down the sideline. So uh, those guys made some plays. That's what happens in the playoffs. But this is a this is a championship defense. And they're going to have a chance to prove it against a couple of goats on Sunday. So we'll see. Uh, I can't wait for that game. You know, a lot of people in the media have been saying, JP, hey, man, you know, the one team New England doesn't want to see are the Jaguars because that defense could give them some fits. So we're going to find that out. And it's ironic that Jacksonville was up in New England at the start of this really training is, camp, right? isn't it? That's, that doesn't seem like that long ago. I it was know. in August. And you remember it, the first day of 11-on-11, 11 11, yeah. Jags had a couple of corners out yeah. or whatever. Tom Brady's Sliced throwing darts oh. up and down the field. We're like, oh, oh we're so far away. going on We're here? so far away. But no, they're not. I mean, um, just again, the, the way that that defense played – to me, on Sunday is perfect because it gets them even more ticked off. They're not happy about giving up 500-plus uh, yards. They're not happy that Big Ben threw five touchdowns. I think they're going to give their very best shot on Sunday. And, again, I it, it, listen, you, you got to go through New England if you want to go to the Super Bowl. We all know that, so here's your opportunity. So let's go through New England and, and go to the Super Bowl. I'm talking to Malik Jackson earlier in the locker room mm-hmm. this week. Uh, he's kind of the thought that a lot of this locker room well, doesn't know what they don't know yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They haven't really been to this point. It's interesting. You try to get a feel for what they're thinking and, and saying. And I thought last week they were they were very subdued. And I thought, you know what? Maybe they feel like, man, we won a playoff game. Uh uh, we're going to go up there and give it our best shot, but Pittsburgh's a heck of a football team. We'll see. But I don't think that. I think that was a simmering rage. And I said, and then I started to think as this game was, as the Jags were going to win this game on on Sunday. I started thinking, oh man, if they win this game, we're going to hear it from these guys. And I knew we were. <laughs> I knew we were uh, because of all the things that Pittsburgh was saying and tweeting. Le'Veon Bell even on Saturday night tweets that out again. That. That's great to go back to. I don't think it matters as much during the game. But oh, when it's all said and done, it's, it's kind of a fun thing to go back with. And, and these are a fun group of guys to cover. These guys uh, are great to talk to. Okay. And uh, uh, so I knew we were going to hear it, and, and we did, which made me happy. What is going to happen if they beat the Patriots? First off, in that locker room, right. we're going to hear it again. Right. Uh, and in this city of Jacksonville, this fan base, it's something that's never happened. You know – I told Shad Khan when he bought the team, I opportunity to talk to him, 
and I told them then, and I believe this, and I've watched this evolution of this football team in this city for its entire time. I said, if you win, these fans will go nuts. They'll go. They'll they'll blow the roof off this place, and and I meant it. And the reason why I know it is because I've watched this city go from being a college football town to a pro football town, and it's happened. And I could get. I mean, I'll give you any time I go out and speak. Um, to anyone, any groups, and we take questions. It will. It used to go even in the '90s when the Jags were doing what they were doing. It would still go uh, Gators, 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 uh, Seminoles, Gators, 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 Jaguars. <laughs> That's how it would go. Now, if I go out and speak, it goes Jaguars, 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 uh, Gators, Jaguars, Jaguars, Knowles, Gators, Jaguars, 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 Jaguars. That's how it goes. So it's amazing to me how this has occurred and. Um, it's been such a fun year, and I'm, I always tell the fans this, enjoy it, man. Just embrace it, soak it in, enjoy every moment of it. For me to have three children who are born here and are lifelong Jaguar fans, it's great. I see my little 12-year-old boy in the stands, and I go see him at halftime, and it's, it's awesome for him. He's already up my uh, about the Super Bowl, and he's like, <laughs> Dad, you promised. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Mom says their tickets are $4,000. Well, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can find them a little cheaper. Uh, but, you know, it's and, and my older son, um, who really kind of grew up a college football fan, um, uh, going on a plane, f- finding a, a cheap flight to Pittsburgh, buying a ticket for 100 bucks, sitting up in Section 518. He was up there yesterday, uh, Sunday. I, I love that stuff. I mean, that makes me – it gives me goosebumps, quite frankly. I love that about our city, and I love that about everybody. I wish some of the fans are starting to get a little chippy about the Duval chant. Because <laughs> now everybody's taking notice, and everybody has an opinion. So the St. John's and the Clay and the sure. guys, Nassau, it's, it's right. just a rallying cry. It's awesome to go into a stadium like Heinz Field and hear Duval chants. It's, it's unbelievable. So it's okay. It's, it's, not a, it's, not, it's going to be fine. So relax on that one. But it's, it's been great, man. It's been great. Hey, the Jaguars are playing for a trophy this week. Yeah, man. How about that? It's awesome. How about that? How about, uh, um, you know, and a shout-out to Marone and his staff, uh, Coughlin, who was in the press box and is really fun to watch a game <laughs> with from really? a distance. Oh, my gosh, dude. He is a, he's the greatest. I told him, I said, you should offer people – $100,000 to sit, J-Fund charity to sit there and watch a game with you. I mean, him and Tony Khan and Dave Caldwell are up there. Normally, they're in a box, sure, you know. Here in town. Well, yeah, yeah well, he can't, he can't hold back, man. He's, and he's jotting down, writing stuff. But it was a trip. But ha- so happy for those guys and the way they changed the culture. And they kind of did exactly what they planned to do, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't he come out basically and say, look, we got to get tougher. We got to get – and he and Marone have been a perfect symbiotic mixture. And, again, Dave deserves a lot of credit as well. When Miles Jack made that play yesterday, I'm thinking, traded up to get him in the second round. Smart move, man. Kid's a football player. So uh, we got playoff game number 14 in history coming up, right? 14. So 13 was lucky for us. Uh, seven and six all time. Let's get to eight and six and let's – Look, the third time's a charm. This is our third one to the AFC title game. Let's let's go. Two more wins to go. Two more wins to go, and then there's a 
party at the stadium. Where's the parade going to be? Bay Street? <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's what are we on. doing? Let's hold on. One step at a time. That's what Marcel Darius did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He said that in the locker room, too, earlier in the week. Yeah. He said, hey, hey, hang on a second. We got a sort of a big fish to fry here. Yeah, this yeah. is the fish to fry the fish. in the league. Hey, good to see you, Hick. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming in, Thanks man. for having me, man. It's good to be on the podcast. Coming up this week, a busy week at Everbank Field with media responsibilities. The team back in the building Wednesday. Doug Marone speaks in the morning, and then Bortles, Telvin Smith, and Calais Campbell will speak at the podium after practice. Thursday is Doug Marone in the morning again, followed by the coordinators. Malik Jackson, Unique Ngakwe, Leonard Fournette, they're scheduled to speak that day at the podium. And then Friday after practice, Marone for a final time, followed by Bortles once again. And then, yes, Jalen Ramsey to close out the week. Later this week, another edition of the J.P. Shadrick podcast, including a closer look at Tom Brady's motivation and what makes him the greatest of all time with the radio voice of the New England Patriots, Bob Sosie. The Jags face the Patriots in the AFC Championship game Sunday at 3.05 at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Our thanks to Dan Hicken and Jags manager of radio, Joe Fortunato. We'll talk to you later this week on the J.P. Shadrick podcast.